The setting of our text, as you have read with me, was in Simon's house. There were others that were there. Martha, Lazarus, who was on his second life, the disciples, and Mary. Mary, who had a discernment of things beyond the moment. And as they sat at the table, Mary came and no doubt a hush filled the room as she knelt and she broke that vase of costly ointment that according to most historians was the value of one year's labor. And she began to pour out that costly spikenard, anointing his feet and wiping them with the hair of her head. There was just an overwhelming uh, fragrance that filled the room. Her overflowing love and that unabashed worship, it, it filled that place with its sweet aroma. The moment spoke of a love that was so deep and profound that many would misunderstand it. Here was a priceless moment, a priceless Moment, pouring out all that she had, giving, giving her best, selflessly sacrificing to one that meant more to her than anyone else in the world. And then that silence is broken by the cold, calculating contempt of a carnal man. And with his words, it is as if vandals have invaded this sacred scene and trampled underfoot the costly sacrifice as if it were nothing. Because in truth, it meant nothing to him. It did not speak to him because he did not have an index through which something like that could speak to him. He did not have a means of measuring, perhaps because all of Judas' life had been about Judas. Judas was a patriot. According to what I've read about Judas, he was a zealot. Perhaps he saw in Jesus an opportunity to restore Jerusalem to its power. Everything was calculated with him. He evidently was good with money because he was made the secretary or the carrier of the purse. And yet this moment, and I can only Imagine what that moment must have been like. It had to have been similar to what we experienced just a little while ago. That awe, overwhelming presence 
of love and the worship that was being poured out and the abandonment of what people thought or what they would say, just caught up in that moment of of sacrifice. And yet, Judas waded into that moment with careless hands, and he mishandled that moment. He was more than just a calculating man. He was a man that had no sense of truly sacred things. And his words are cold because it meant, it meant nothing to him. Because here was a man who was so used to getting, he didn't know how to identify with someone that was only interested in giving. The reason some people don't understand worship is because so much of their life is about them. And so worship is a waste of time. It's just that interlude until we get to what we want to hear. But worship has a place and a value that is beyond words or money. Judas stood amidst the sacred in his carnality and he judged it improperly. To him, it was a waste. A waste. Not that he cared for the poor, but he had no sense of what really mattered. He had no index. He had no sense of value of what really mattered. He had no indicator, no measure of something of that magnitude. It was not just an inopportune statement. It was an unspiritual statement. He was blind amid the beautiful things of God's presence. And he gazed with unseeing eyes upon the sacredness of the moment. And he trampled the sacrifice under his feet as if it was nothing. Unaware of the true significance of that moment and in his carnality, he misjudged the sacrifice. His words sent a chill through the room. The icy, cold words of a carnal man. Because Judas had no point of reference for such extravagance. He had no point of reference or a sense of the divine. And when that moment came that he could have relished and and participated in, all that he could do was count up how much money was being wasted on the floor. He had no real view. Some would say he had a business view of things, but the reality is he was blind. He may have been an authority on Spikenard, 
But he was ignorant of the priceless. It totally escaped his ability. What just happened in that room went right over his head. A divine moment was missed because he carelessly handled, unrecognized, unappreciated. Judah stood amid the priceless that day and misjudged it. You see, it is altogether possible to get lost in the secondary when the primary is in the midst. I was thinking earlier of how careful as a minister you have to be in handling this book. Because if you're not careful, this book can become like any other book. You can lay it aside, you can read it, you can indulge in it when you want, but it's not a driving force in your life. And I I thought not only is that a temptation of ministry, but it's a temptation of any kind of ministry. That you handle the precious things so often that they lose their preciousness. Now, I'm not scolding you this morning. I just want some of you to understand what we experienced up here just a few moments ago. We can never take for granted. And all of you praise singers, I'm not looking for your talent and I'm not looking for your beautiful voice. What I'm looking for is what I saw earlier, a sacrifice that was poured out to him. It had nothing to do with my talent. It had everything to do with his worthiness. It had everything to do with his being in this place and wanting to recognize that the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords is among us. And he is more important than any one of us. Hallelujah. Clap your hands to the Lord and give him praise. I want to say this to our greeters and our ushers as well. Make sure that in your handling of the sacred, it doesn't become so ordinary that you can talk right through a prayer meeting. And not be talking about prayer, but talking about everything but prayer. Or you can stand in the foyer and put that little smile on and hand something to somebody coming through the door. But it never register on you that that's a living soul. That's someone that's going to spend eternity somewhere. And we need to make sure that we handle our moment carefully. That we do not squander what God puts in our possession. And what he opens up to us to experience. We cannot just take it as another Sunday service, as another morning by. We're going to go into that place and we're going to leave and go eat. No, sir. We came into the presence of the Lord this morning. I don't ever want to take that for granted. I don't want to look at my watch and wonder what time it is. Because when you're in His presence, time loses its sense of worth. And what really matters is that you are in His presence. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Judah stood amid the priceless thing that day in Simon's house. And he lost it in temporalities. Because he had no index.
He had no value of priceless things. What did your salvation mean to you? What did God have to dig you out of? What kind of sin did he have to wash away from you? What kind of uh, of iniquity did he have to put behind his back? What did he have to get me away from and break me free from? What did what shackles did, did I have wrapped around me when I came to the altar? And in one glorious touch, he releases me from every shackle and all of the sin. He washes me clean and, and he makes me one of his own. What is the value of that to you this morning? What, what does it mean? Some of us have had the Holy Ghost so long we've forgotten. But I was reminiscent yesterday as I stood in a funeral of a lady that probably was the first one to ever teach me that Jesus loved me and cared for my soul. And I thought, God, don't ever let me lose that sense of wonder that when I come into your presence, I remember where you brought me from. I know the sins you had to forgive me of. I know the blackness that was there you had to wipe away. I know how far you had to reach to get me. And I want these moments to be special for Greater Life Church. Man, we're not... We're not going to plan these out of our services. There may be places that don't want this, but I want this. Amen. I'm not condemning them, and I'm not putting them down. I'm just saying, I'm, I don't care what they do. What I want to do is what we did here a little earlier, that you come in with a plan, but then that plan goes to the side when His presence comes, and, and you realize that the King of glory is in this place. What really matters then is that we bow at His feet. What really matters then is that we humble ourselves before our mighty God, and, And say, God, less of me and more of you. What really matters is that when we come into a moment like that, that we do not lose what it represents. Amen. Simon missed in, or or Judas missed in Simon's house. Not a dramatic scene, but an eternal truth. But there are some things that money cannot buy. Some things money cannot buy. Money cannot buy you peace. Peace that passeth all understanding. Money cannot buy you joy. Joy that is unspeakable and full of glory. Money cannot buy you hope. But hope has been shed abroad in our heart by the Holy Ghost. When God filled you with the Holy Ghost, He just scattered hope seed throughout your soul. So that whatever day would come that you would find adversity severe that would also be down resident in your soul. A hope of something better. This is not the end of my life. This is not how my story is going to end. God has his hand on me. I'm going through this. I'm going over this. I'm going to be victorious. Come on, clap your hands to the Lord and give him praise.
this is, and I may be splitting hairs, but Judas's sin did not lay in knowing the selling price of Spikenard. It was in not seeing the sacredness of that moment. If you only knew what Mary knew about what Jesus had done for her, you would have brought your alabaster box as well to celebrate with her what God has done. If you had only known what Lazarus knew, a man who had held on to life to the very last breath, hoping that his friend Jesus would show up. And yet finally death comes and sweeps away that last breath. And they put him away in a tomb, wrapped him up, and sealed him for that day to come. And yet four days later, all Jesus had to do was step to the mouth of that tomb, say, roll the stone away. And then to make sure he didn't empty the whole graveyard, he called him by name, Lazarus, come forth. I mean, he's wrapped up, folks. And when he got out, Jesus said, unwrap him. Lazarus had an index for the priceless. You you can't put money on that. There's some people wonder sometimes why you build. Because you can't put a price on a soul. And we're not building for us, folks. I have news for you. What our plans are out here have nothing to do with me or my ego or what we're wanting to show to the world. It's what we want to show to this community, that there's a place where you can come and you can find healing and hope and restoration and peace and joy and contentment and friends and fellowship and family that you can come in broken. And when God gets through with you, he'll put you back together and make you whole and give you a reason to live. That's the reason we're doing it. Not so we can pride ourselves in what we've accomplished, but so we can open a brighter, a broader door and say, come on in. There's some things going on in here that money can't buy. There's things happening in here that you cannot buy with silver and gold. Hallelujah. Clap your hands to the Lord and give him praise. Judas knew much about money, but he didn't know anything about the miraculous work of God's grace. Money can buy you a house, but it cannot buy a home. Amen. Only God is able to help you build a home. Judas knew the selling price of nard. But he could not discern the value of the eternal. He had the market price, but he missed the miraculous. He had mastered arithmetic, but failed in what really mattered. That when he is in my presence, there's nothing too extravagant. 
There's nothing too much to give. Worship can't be too long. I need to say that again. When you're in His presence, worship cannot be too long. Well, Brother Hughes, we're already 10 minutes past the program. When you're in His presence, programs don't really matter. When you're in His presence, what, what we think matters goes out the door because what really matters is that the King of kings and the Lord of lords has come and He said, whatever you need, here I am. Whatever you're hungry for, this is what I am. I can feed the hungry. I can satisfy the soul. And so we sometimes miss the moment. Because we don't have an index for the miraculous. Amen. We don't have an index for the priceless. Amen. Was it MasterCard? What was it, one of those credit cards that had the advertisements a while back? That these particular moments, the Eiffel Tower, priceless. You can all do it on MasterCard. Yeah. You see, what they were trying to help people understand is that there is access to those things, but that's not the way to access it. A credit card isn't going to get you what you need. But unselfish worship will. Pouring yourself out will. Emptying yourself. Breaking that vase so that nothing is preserved. Not just portioning out. You see, sometimes I think we come to God and we come with our little vessel and we say, oh, no, 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 I I need to be careful here. And so we just pour a little bit of praise out or we pour a little bit of worship out. We got to keep it. We, we, we fail to realize that there are moments when we need to forget about the, 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 the cost or the price or, or, or the value or whatever else and understand that there's something priceless going on in this place right now. And there's never enough that I can do. There's never enough that I could give. I cannot sacrifice enough. How do you, how do you match his sacrifice? Some of us think we have sacrificed in our life. And I think we probably have to some degree. But none like he did. Amen. How the wonder of that love was cheapened by a carnal mind. Amen. I need to hurry on. If my index is for materialism or wealth or income, I have news for you. There will never be enough to make you happy. Never. One of the wealthiest men that ever lived was asked, how much money does it take to be happy? I don't know. I hadn't found out yet. Because it's never enough. It's never enough. But if you put that in his hands, it's always enough. It's always enough and more. 
You see, here's how we work with God. We get, we, we earn, we, we take in, and we say, okay, God, here's your portion. The best way to do it is say, God, the only reason I'm here is because of you. Take here, whatever, what, whatever belongs to you, and, and then you're going to help me. We have it reversed. We think it all begins with us, and the reality is it starts with him. And all, it's not just money, but any other law of scripture. If we'll just follow what the book says, the outcome will be what he said it would be. And he will give every promise that he has made and he will not come short in any measure. How often do we miss those priceless moments? Because we didn't have an index. We didn't have a way of valuing. Those moments. Jesus talked about a cup of cold water given in his name. A cup of cold water given in his name. He talked about the widow's might. The least offering that was given that day was the greatest offering that had been made. Because she gave out of her want they gave out of their plenty. I know this much about living for God. It cost some of you more to get here than it did some of us. You had to wade through hell to get in here. Amen. And that's why your sacrifice sometimes is so much sweeter than mine because I didn't have to fight through all the devils you had to fight through. I didn't have to climb over all the obstacles that you had to climb over. I didn't have to navigate all of the things that the enemy had thrown in your path. And yet you navigated them and you're sitting here today and you're worshiping God. Somehow I feel like there's a savor that has gone up. That's what's made this so sweet today. I thought it was my worship, but really it didn't have anything to do with my worship. I was just enjoying the sacrifice of somebody that had really been through something, that has really fought the devil this week, that has really had to go to the gate of hell to seize something and bring it back. And some of you have come in here with a determination. You know what, devil? You're not going to get me today and you're not going to get me tomorrow and you're not going to get me next week because my mind is made up. I made up my mind. I'm going to serve God. I'm going to live for God. And so when you come in and you start worshiping, there's something sacred about that. There's something sweet about that that goes up before the Lord and I don't ever want to trample that under my feet. Amen. You see, friend, there are some things that are too beautiful to be sold no matter what the price is. I'm going to say it. They may have to edit it out. I'm not willing to exchange his presence for anything. Money, a bigger congregation, appeal to greater, broader spectrum of people. I'm not against that. I'm just saying I'm not willing to sacrifice his presence. I'm not willing to sacrifice a sovereign move of God. 
I, I'm not willing to throw, to, to, to come in here with a program. And yet in the midst of that, somebody, somebody tapped into something. Somebody went through a door and when the door was open, the rest of us got to come in with them. I, I'm not willing to sacrifice that for no amount of fame or popularity or whatever. I don't care how many thumbs up or thumbs down they give me. What really matters to me is that when I come here, something happened. When I come here the presence of the Lord is manifest in our midst that when we come here people are touched and moved and healed by the power of his presence come on clap your hands to the Lord and give him praise hallelujah hallelujah we're involved in eternal things every time a soul works walks through our doors we're dealing with eternity That's why we can't afford to waste a service. That's why we can't just go through our normal little routine, play our little uh, patty cake for Jesus bit, and then go on because McDonald's is waiting or Christ or or, or, or Perry's is waiting or or Saltgrass is waiting. Go ahead and wait, Saltgrass. I'm in the presence of the Lord. Something sovereign is happening here. Something priceless is going on in this place today. And I don't want to trample it under my feet while I'm in a hurry to get to my next location or my next agenda I want to take a little time I want to enjoy being in his presence I want him to know how much he means to me I want him to know how much I love him hallelujah hallelujah I'm going to shut up come on stand with me Hallelujah. 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 Oh Lord, I love you. I love you. I love you. Oh God. I love you. I love you. Move in this place today. Move into our hearts right now. Don't let me sacrifice the sacred for secular things. Don't let me sacrifice the sacred for secular things. Don't let me sacrifice my walk with you, God, for a little fame or popularity or a a little money or prestige or power or whatever else it is that I may be pursuing. Let me not be so blind, God, that when I stand in your presence, I'm ignorant to you even being there. That when I stand in your presence, I'm not even aware that the King of glory has come in. Oh, God, help me sensitize my soul again today. Make me ever aware, oh, God, that you are here. You are in this place. You deserve, Lord. You deserve my highest praise. 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 praise. (laughs) I love you, Lord. 
I love you for all that you've done for me. I love you for what you've done in my family. I love you for what you've kept me from. I love you for what you provided, Lord. I love you. 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 Hallelujah. 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 Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 God, let me have a sense of what is holy, a sense of what is pure, a sense of what is right. God, help me that I would have a sense of what is right.